You're listening to the midweek service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from our guest speaker. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. Welcome again to Harvest Bible Church. Uh, Pastor Mark obviously isn't here tonight. My name is Brian Heck, and uh, I've been invited to share with you tonight. I've had uh, quite a history with Harvest Bible Church going back to, I believe, 1994 when the church first started in the corner building way down there where they meet in the youth group now. And that was the whole church was a tiny little thing. And uh, just recently, we, in 26 years, we, we turned around and purchased this whole property last week. It's about you, we, together combined, uh, purchase this property. And think about it. In a pandemic, you hear all the bad news, right? Watch the bad news. Well, there's a lot of good news happening for those who will believe. And we are a bunch of believers here tonight. All right. Oh, I heard a familiar voice there. All right. So thank you. Um, Let's go ahead and pray. Father, thank you for your word. Your word is able to build us up and give us an inheritance, give us hope, give us strength, give us fire. Restore some fire in our hearts, Lord. Too, much, uh, too many things going on in our lives, Lord. But we know who stand, is sitting on the throne. And tonight, Lord, we just draw from you. We draw your strength tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. All right. So if I were to give this uh, message a title, it's don't grow weary in well-doing. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't faint. Too many quitting, too many quitters, okay? We're all tempted to quit. Has anybody here been tempted to give up at some point in their lives? Maybe in the last day or two, (laughs) right? Okay, but there are so many great rewards for those who will just stand their ground and believe. You know, the Bible says that Abraham, against hope, believed in hope, and so became the father of many nations. And he was promised to, you know, I'll make a great nations out of you. And then he goes to God and he says, Lord, it's been taking a long time, man. Let me help you out. We know what we're talking about there. He goes out and I think it's Hagar. No, 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 no. Stick with Sarah. That's my best for your life, all right? And he, uh, he just literally went to God in prayer. And he's like, what's going on, Lord? You gave me a promise. It's been a long time. It's been a long road, but he stood his ground and God brought him the promise of God. All right, so we're going to turn in our Bibles to Hebrews. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 6 if you've got a Bible. I just want to share with you tonight, I've been sensing that uh, there's been some hardships and difficulties and pain and disappointment in some people's lives in our local body. And uh, the Lord knows where you're at. And he wants to strengthen you and fill you with fire again. It's not always like a bed of roses, Christianity. I wish it was. Sure was fun worshiping, wasn't it? And it it can be a lot of fun, but there are some times where we just got to put our foot down and say, I'm going to stand on your promises, God. It doesn't look like anything is changing. It's the same old thing over and over and over again. When is it going to happen in my life. And I tell you what, you just stand your ground. It's okay to have questions, but get into the word and you'll get some answers. Answers, answers, answers are waiting for you. 
So let's get a few tonight. Hebrews chapter 6. I'm hoping that's the right place to start. I'm sure we'll get it going here. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 10 says uh, here, For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown towards his name, and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. Okay, so you keep doing what you're doing. Don't give up. Don't quit. Your harvest is on the way. Keep sowing. Keep planting. Keep giving. Is the Lord challenging you in some area of your life to stretch a little bit? Keep doing it. You will see results. I promise you, you just keep doing it. Keep plowing the ground. Keep planting and you will see a harvest. A harvest is coming your way. Is a harvest coming your way? You betcha. Is it overnight? Hmm. Anybody ever planted a little garden? I like going to Lowe's and buy the stuff that's already grown. (laughs) Boom, instantaneous harvest. I got it. Hey, honey, here's the tomatoes. Let's chop them up. But no, I have to put it in the ground and wait and wait a little more and water it. Oh, man, more watering. When's it ever going to pop? About three or four months. You'll see the results if you don't give up, Brian. Keep going out, putting the water in the pots, and you'll see it come up. Oh, but wait, then there's bugs, those ugly things. You know those tomato bugs? Got to whack those off. Symbolic of the enemy or his lies. You'll never get it. It's like, I've taken you down. Jesus already took him down, right? So we just enforce that defeat. We stand our ground. Some of us got to resist the devil. I'm telling you right now, some of you have been dealing with some stuff, trying to figure it out in your own head. How am I going to get through this problem? How am I going to do this? When's it ever going to happen? It's like, no, those are doubts. Doubts. But where do we get faith? From being in his word. Okay, faith. And we got to hold up the shield of faith. Hello? You've heard of that one in Ephesians chapter 6? Wherewith, uh, it says above all else. Above all else, what? Take the shield of faith. Above how much? All else. Above all else. Above everything. Take the shield of faith wherewith you shall quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Oh, you know that fear that comes at you? What am I going to do? How am I going to make it to payday? Am I going to lose my job? Anybody ever felt that anxiety once in a while? I watch the news and the unemployment's like, 10%, 12%, it seems to be getting worse and worse in my sector or in my industry. No. Isaac sowed in a time of famine, the Bible says, and he reaped a hundredfold. Look at what happened here with our church. In a time of famine, we reaped a hundredfold. Why? We didn't run down to Egypt and get a rescue plan 
we stayed put and we saw God grow it. God wants to grow your business. Hello? Anybody want a business opportunities coming your way? I'm telling you what, take it. It's yours. Take it. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to move out of the camera's eye. Take it. It's yours. We can't be passive and just wait for it. Get after it. Oh, yeah. I'm blessed. Let's, let's do that. Let's just say, I'm blessed. And I'm highly favored. And God is on my side. And if God is for me, who can be against me? I tell you what, man, that's a word for some of you. Business, money, money. That answers all things, right? Money answereth all things, Solomon said in the book of Ecclesiastes. Won't save your soul, but it'll get a lot of good things coming your way. Vacation. Huh? Oh, not for me. I like to suffer. No. God wants you to have some good times. I'm telling you what. Just receive the good times. Good times. Doesn't always have to be all bad, nasty, and ugly in your life. Okay? But get into the Bible, get into His Word, get into those principles, learn how to practice the Word of God, be a doer of His Word, and you'll see Bible results. God's not a tightwad God, He created the universe. I saw in the news there's trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions. Shall I keep going? Trillions and trillions of stars. Just in one little picture in these galaxies. I was like, I can't get my head wrapped around that. And I'm struggling with what? Lord, you're so much bigger than my brain. Lord, take me to a new place in you. Take me to new heights, new depths, new new areas of business, prosperity, new territory to take. Mm. Territory. Some of you believe in for some family members. They've been running. Yo, come back into the family of God. You just stand your ground for them, okay? They can run, but they cannot hide. They can't hide from God, okay? So some of you praying people, Believe, keep believing, keep planting, and you'll see great results. All right. Um, going to Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10. So God is not unjust to forget your work or labor of love. I used to sometimes, I, was, I used to go through some really hard times, bad times. And it's like, when's it ever going to change, Lord? And it's like, well, I don't forget. So you just stand. You just stand, Brian. It says in verse... Uh, 13, and we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. Don't give up. That you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. How do we inherit promises? How do you sell a home? Is it instantaneous? Or do you have to go to a title company and get a little, a little process going? You got to get out there and get some prospects. You got to get out there and stir up some business and pray it into. But you got to do something, and it's a process. 
It's through faith and patience that you close the loan. Okay? So you just stick with it a while, and then you can see increase because your reputation will increase. People will hear about, wow, that person's a closer. A closer. A closer. (laughs) A closer. Hey, who wants somebody who loses deals? You want somebody that can close the deal. All right? I don't know who that's for, but I'm telling you, there's a process. It's through faith and patience that we inherit the provision and the promise of God. I, patience, come on. Patience hurts, Lord. It takes too long. No, it's worth it. Took me about 10 years. I heard a word in my spirit, more of a, an, how should I say? It's an unction on the inside. I had a knowing on the inside to, and it started emerging as a desire. Many things in our lives start as a desire in our heart. What's God putting in your heart? A desire, a desire for a business, a desire to expand your business, a desire to go into some field. Well, I had a desire and it was like, at first I felt guilt. I'm like, is this me or is this God? Is this me or is this God? Is and it's like, wait, it's like sticking with me. It's like, it won't go away. Every time, it's like, Brian, you can run one of these. You can lead a school. I'm teaching. I'm doing good here, Lord. I'm impacting kids' lives. But I got more. I got more. Okay, so I just started meditating on that, getting alone with God, just listening down on the inside, getting quiet, not up here in my head so much, but just down in my spirit. And the Lord began giving me direction. Go to UOP, go to University of the Pacific. I'm like, what? That's expensive. That's a lot of dough. Who, me? Doubts. Who, me? Yeah, okay, so I started investigating. I started looking into it. I started asking questions. I, started, I met with the superintendent. I said, well, okay, how do you get into a school administration? 45 minutes of his time, took a lot of notes. Kind of helped get me going, okay? But it was through faith and patience. It took about 10 years of hard work. Is it okay to say that in church? Hard work? It's not a bad thing. There are great benefits to working hard, but do it as unto the Lord. And when you do it as unto the Lord, he'll reward you handsomely, I might add. He will reward you in ways that you can't even think of or imagine. So it's okay to put your hand to the plow. It's okay to do all things with all your might. You do it with all your might, and you'll see promotion. Promotion is coming to your, your way. Many of you receive a promotion from the Lord, Just, he doesn't want you stagnating and staying in the same place for 10 or 15 or 20 years. It's time to move. Get in the flow. The flow is a lot better over in the kingdom of God than in the devil's kingdom. Usually his flow's backwards. (laughs) I keep going backwards. No. The Lord wants to bring you forward into a new future, a brand new future, a destiny, such a good place in him, a wealthy place. A place where there's like, you can eat and not like struggle, okay? You don't have to always like hand to mouth. I've been there, hand to mouth. I didn't even know what that meant, but the Lord spoke to me one time, says, I'm taking you out of the hand to mouth. 
I'm like, yeah, that's where I didn't even make it from payday to payday. But I stuck with it a while as a broke teacher. And the Lord brought me into a larger place, a place of promotion. Now, I'm finally, 10 years later, all that to say that 10 years after God spoke to me, I got it. And it was worth it. And all the lessons I learned along the way through working hard and all those difficult times are going to help me be better at what I do. Okay? It's simple stuff. It's simple stuff. Let's get with the program and really begin to see God do great things in your life. So we're talking a little bit about faith and patience. Faith and patience. All right, I'll stick with this faith and patience thing since you're just jumping up and down. Let's go to James chapter 5, verse 7. Now, I stood on this. I really literally stood on these scriptures and said, I can't see anything that's working right now in my life. But I got a confidence and a peace that you are still faithful and you are going to do exactly what you promised me in your word and through what you've revealed into my heart. Hmm? So we're looking over at James chapter 5, verse 7. The Bible says, therefore, be patient. Oh, no. I don't want to hear that, Lord. I want it. I wanted to be a principal like I didn't want to go to college. That's work. I didn't want to pay for it. That's pain. I didn't want to study late. I didn't want to get up early. But I wanted to have a better life. And the Lord has promised each of us a better life. Okay. So it may not happen instantaneously, but it will happen. Oftentimes the growth is gradual. But it will continue. Just stick with it. I used to go to the Gospel Center Rescue Mission and I used to preach on it. Just stick with it a while. Stick, don't give up. Don't quit. Stick with the program. And you'll recover. You'll get out of this mess that you're in and you'll have a better life. You'll be freer from addictions or the relationships that were destroyed because of your addiction. Okay, God has hope for even the worst, the least likely to succeed, has hope in God. So maybe somebody said over your life, you ain't going to amount to nothing. Anybody heard that before? How about when it's your parent? That, thank you, Dad. Whoa! Son, you're so bad, the army wouldn't take you. Well, I was 17 at that time. I was like, man, if the army wouldn't take me, I must really be a loser. But I've come so far. 99.999% of it is 100% God, okay? God brought me out. And God will bring you out. I know you're a bunch of believers here, but some of us have some problems in our life and we got to get through it and move on into destiny. Okay, and if you don't have any problems, look out. We all face them from time to time, so we might as well learn how to take God's word and evaluate our situations in light of his word and begin to push back the devil's attacks. Is he not a thief? Does he not want to destroy or kill, rip you off? 
I like being ripped off. Don't you? Yeah, that time I went home and the doors were open, the lights were on, and things were all strewn about in my house. That felt great. No. None of us want to be ripped off. And Jesus came that we could have life. 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 And life more abundantly. So, okay, therefore be... Come on, help me. Therefore be patient. Therefore be patient. Oh, no. Therefore be... Oh, that's a tough one to get through us, right? I don't want to be. Be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. So you know he's returning. And it ain't too long. May I use proper English there? It ain't too long if you look at the signs are all around us. Jesus is coming back. So it's time to get ready. It's time to get ready. Yeah, we're living in this world. We might as well live big here on earth. We might as well live prosperous here on earth. But we also got to get ready because he's his imminent return. He's coming back. He's coming back for us. He's coming back. That ought to make us rejoice. All right. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another. Uh, Brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. Obviously, in this church, there was some grumbling. Not this church. This church that James was talking to. My brethren, take the prophets. This is what I want to get to. Take the prophets. Take some of the examples from the Bible. You know, when going through a test or a trial, it might not hurt to turn over to Daniel chapter 6 and read about him being in a lion's den. I've been in a few pits in my life. It's the pits. It stinks. It's rotten, and it feels bad, and the lions stink, but eventually you'll get out if you just stay in faith. You'll get delivered right out of the lion's den. Right out of the lion's den. So take the prophet's... My brethren, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. This is New King James Version. We count them blessed who, how about this, don't give up. Okay, We're all tempted to give up from time to time. But don't give up. You have so much more ahead of you. If you won't quit, if you won't give up, the devil's always trying to wear us down. He's always trying to get you tired and feeling miserable. Okay, but don't give up. Why? Indeed, we count them blessed to endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. Now, I went back and read about Job before this. He was super blessed. But then he lost. Man, he lost so much. His health was attacked. His finances were attacked. His reputation was attacked. His confidence was attacked. Everything about that man, he was just stripped away. And we see, if you look at it in Job 1, 2, and 3, it was the devil It was the devil's work to destroy. But we see at the last chapter of Job that God restored double for his trouble. And God is a God of restoration. I have many times had restoration in my life. And when God restores, 
he always multiplies. So he's not a debtor to any person. He will restore to you whatever's been ripped off. All right, so let's get a confession going here. God God is working working big big in my life. life. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to get weary in well-doing. For a due season, season. I will reap reap. if I don't give up. up. Okay, so I got my Amplified Bible. Galatians 6, 7, here's another one. Got to take God at his word. It's the weapon. It's the sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. There's another weapon. I think I'm talking a little bit about bringing some weapons to the battle tonight and facing your giants and saying, oh, no, you don't, Mr. Devil. You're not going to steal my children. You're not going to steal my health. You're not going to steal my finances. You're not going to take my city. You're not going to do those things, those evil things that you've been speaking. No, you're not going to take it from me. I am a believer. I'm seated together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, far above all principalities and powers and mights and dominion and every name that is named. You are an overcomer. You, we are overcomers. There is more power right here in this room that could just demolish demonic strongholds from here to kingdom come. Oh, that's why he taxes us so much. He wants to stop us, the mighty moving force of the church, the body of Christ. Why does he want to shut down churches? He wants to stop the move of God. He knows something coming. Something is coming to America. Something is coming to America. And it's a good thing. It's not all bad. There's a move of God coming in our nation. There's a mighty moving army. Mm. You are the army of God. All right. So here we are in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7. Verse 9, excuse me. It, It says, and let us not lose heart. Oh, I tell you, when we're going through some hardships where it's easy to give up, it's easy, wow, no. Just get violent, excuse me? Is that allowed anymore? Is that politically correct to get violent? In some places it is, but it shouldn't be. Hmm? But we can be violent as the body of Christ. The Bible says that the violent take it by force. Jesus said that. It's in red. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. How do they take it? They're going to say, uh, you just waiting for it to fall on you or you're going to go after it? Going to go after it. We got to go after it. We got to go after it, okay? Just get into the word a little bit and say, I'm after it now. Look out, here I come. Here, here we come as the body of Christ. Oh no, they're changing their community. There's a revival going on in Stockton, California. People are coming into the house of the Lord. They're getting saved. They're getting baptized. They're getting filled with the Holy Ghost. They're starting to talk in other tongues. They're starting to drive out devils. They're starting to see their family come to the Lord. Reconciliation coming to our city. Why can't we have a great running police force in our town? Yeah, we got to pray for them people. 
Devil's attacking every angle, the school systems, businesses. But the worst attack is here in the mind. The mind. He attacks our minds. Oh, such an attack. But no, we're not going to lose heart. We're not going to quit. We're not going to give up. We're rising up in the name of the Lord. Rising up in the name of the Lord. I feel like a sword in my hand right now when I just, yeah, buddy. All right, let's go. You remember Gideon? How many people did he have with him? 300 people, not a very large band of brothers, but it was big enough to take on some bad dudes. Why? Because they were so great? No. The Lord purposely like, took them from, I believe, 300,000 and just kept on whittling them down to 300 and says, now I'll do it because I don't want them to boast. How many were in the upper room in the book of Acts? 120? Jesus had 12 disciples. It doesn't take a huge number to affect radical change in our communities. I don't want to give this city to Satan. Do you? Or Lodi? Or Galt? No. No, 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 no. I think we are on the edge of something awesome. Something good is about to happen. Something good. And we're in the right place at the right time. Hello? You're at Harvest Bible Church. You're in Harvest. Get it? Harvest. This place is designed for the harvest. The harvest. That's the vision. Harvest. See that? Harvest. All right. So you're in the right place. You're in the right place for a harvest. So stay here a while. If you're new in this church... Stick around and grow. Learn these truths. I did. Pastor, I didn't know much of anything when I came to this house. But Pastor Mark was teaching principles and, and things in the Word of God. And it was like, oh, if I put these into practice and stick with it, I'll see great results. And I have. So stay here. Be planted in the house of the Lord. Those that are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish, the Bible says. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's not just about us. It's not just a me gospel. I know I preach a lot about, you know, God wants a good life for you, but it's really about us uniting together and seeing our community revolutionized and changed. And it starts one household and one life at a time, okay? Where, where do you work? Where's your sphere of influence? Just start there, Okay. We don't have to like, oh, I'm going down to City Hall. I'm going to hold up a sign and I'm going to like tell them they're all bad and they need to, you know, repent. That doesn't usually win them over. Okay. But it's relational. Relational. The gospel is very relational. Some of your, your relationships. Just pray. and Just say, Lord, open a door so I can speak to them. Some, God will open up a door for politicians. Political leaders rubbing elbows, influencing them, influencing policymakers. God needs some people out there helping change stuff. Because we already know who is trying to take over all our institutions. Hello? It's radical what's going on in America. I'm I'm not trying to be political. I'm just telling you what I see in my spirit right now. It's radical. It's very radical what's going on. 
And I know we all get a little bit upset when we see it. But you know, God isn't done with America. God isn't done. He's not through. He is not done. He's not done. He's not done. So let's get our hope up. Let's get our faith up. So let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint and acting nobly and doing right for in the in due time and at the appointed season we shall reap if we do not loosen and relax our courage and faint. Okay. We got to uh, stick with it a while if we really want to see great results. I'm thinking of a tree, the roots, shallow roots. We had a windstorm, I believe, in February, and all these trees fell over at my school site, knocking over a fence. Why? Because their roots were deep? No, they were shallow. And a little blew them over. And see, God wants us to get our roots down deep in him. Let's get our roots down deep in the word of God so that when the wind comes and the test and the trials come, And the difficulty comes, you're not moved from your sure foundation. It's like, you know, you can huff and you can puff, but you are not going to blow my house down, wolf. No, I'm made of brick and stone and rock, not made out of wood, hay, and stubble. Hmm? Let's get our roots down deep. We got, God's got projects for us. Appointments. He's got things that he got to get done in the earth so his son can return. So we got to get in with his program. Get in with the program so we can accelerate his return. We got to speed it up. Hasten the coming of the Lord. We got to speed it up. We need more of us on board. Get on the bus. And let's get moving. I'm telling you what, we are there. We are on the precipice. We are on the precipice. You are a great group of people. Okay? You don't have to be some mighty giant of faith to get some results. You can be a little baby Christian, just barely came into the kingdom of God. (laughs) And you say, in the name of Jesus. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That baby Christian getting some, some anointing. Hmm? He's learning how to use his authority or her authority. Learning how to use that name. I think we better go tackle them before they learn too much. So if you feel like you've been tackled a little bit, that just means you're a threat. And you got to stand in faith and see God move and you'll see great results and things are going to clear out in front of you. Where did that go? Where did that problem go? Oh, I know where it went. Sea of forgetfulness. I don't even remember it no more. Okay, let's, let's tackle another one. Let's go after another problem, Lord. Let's go after another problem, Lord. Because I want to see your kingdom grow and expand. The Bible says it, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And of the increase of its government, there will be no end. 
Jesus' government is expanding and we are part of his governmental process and authority in the earth. And so let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, let's just get fired up. Let's come back to church on Sunday and worship and hit it and expect to see tongues of fire on our heads like the book of Acts. Expect to see a wind come through. He's the same God yesterday and today and forever. He's a supernatural God and he does great things, great miracles, great miracles. Great miracles are coming our way. I just, Lord, thank you. We receive fresh anointing, fresh fire, fresh power. Ideas, 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 ideas. Uh-huh, yeah. Imagination, stirring. Stirring our imagination, Lord, for the things that you want us to do and accomplish and see and become. Oh, our imagination, pure imagination, a pure imagination. Oh, excitement, stirred up again on the inside. Lord, fire from heaven, fall fresh on us. Fall fresh on our city, Lord. Lord, we repent of listening to all the bad news and agreeing with, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, and no, it was bad in the days of, in the book of Acts, it was bad when Jesus came to the earth, but Lord, you revolutionized the world. (sighs) Let's get some fresh ideas. I sense the Lord. Oh yeah, download them, Lord. Just as they're driving and go, pow, 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 pow. Vision, vision, vision. Dreams, dreams, dreams. Ideas. Ideas. A new sound. A new sound. A new sound. A new sound. A a new sound, Lord, in Jesus' name. All right. Well, that's about all I got. You, some mighty people of God. But greater is he that is within us than he that is in the world. Who? I see a lion on the inside. Let it roar. The devil's afraid when he sees that the body of Christ is learning who they are in him and that they'll begin to execute their authority on the earth. He, he trembles. Yes, he does. But you know what he also does? He runs. He's going to run. And he's going to try to figure out a new strategy, but we got to get this move going. Let's get this move of God going. And it starts here and it starts tonight. In Jesus' name. So let's pray. Father, oh God, thank you. The fire. Just Lord, I pray every person here has an incredible encounter with you this week. Just like the people in the upper room, all 120 of them had an encounter with God. It wasn't like for 10 of them. It was for every single one of them that would persevere in prayer and come together in unity. So, Lord, we are in an Acts chapter 2 revival, a revival of the fire of God, the move of God, where people from all tribes, tongues, and nations are born again. Yep, Pentecost. I see Pentecost. Pentecost. We are 
Pentecostals. Pentecostal fire tonight. Lord, thank you. Let's just pray out loud. Father, thank you. Send the fire. Send the wind. Send revival. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I got a couple things to finish up real quick is I want to, uh, if any of, anyone here is here under the sound of my voice who's never made Jesus the Lord of their life, could you bow your heads if you will? Just close your eyes just briefly. We want to give anyone here, came here tonight, you didn't really know a thing about Jesus. I've been there, done that. 14 years of age, lost as like a goose in a snowstorm, so lost. I was so lost, but Jesus knocked on the door of my heart and I asked him in and it gave me new life, new life. New life is here for you tonight. If you've never asked Jesus into your life, would you just raise your hand really quickly? As I look around the crowd and I remember that there's people out there watching possibly that have never made Jesus the Lord of their life. So we're going to lead you in a prayer to ask Jesus into your heart. So let's pray out loud, folks. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die for me so that I can be born again. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to come into my heart and make me brand new. Forgive me my sins. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you've made that decision for the, definitely you need a good church to grow in. The enemy would love to isolate you and keep you out on the side and just beat you up. But you need a family. So I encourage you to get into the word and get into a good Bible-believing church, okay? Thanks for listening to this podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. If you live in the area, we would love to have you join us at one of our services on Sundays and Wednesdays. You can check us out at harvestbibleonline.org for location and times. We hope to see you soon.